step into the sin bin. This is Penalty Box Radio. Four-time Best Sports Blog winner. With Justin Bradford. Three-time winner for Best Sports Reporter and Commissioner of the SECHC. And Glenn Blackwell. It's time to talk all things hockey in the Music City. Penalty Box Radio is on. Smashville's Best Sports Talk. ESPN. 1025 The Game. Hello and welcome to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, and hey, taking care of us tonight, Max Hers. It's so good to see you back Oh there. man. His voice was just on the airwaves and he scurries around and, and I was running the boards. sat down and ran the boards. That just shows how talented this dude is too. Oh, well we know that. I mean, we are, I, mean just, I know people know that. that. I mean, I I mean, he's called a couple of Predators games. No big deal. He's... he's Hosting shows, he's he's been on TV. He he does radio. He runs the boards. I mean, that's just setting up for a long, long career. And this is the Max Her show now. A man so. of many hats. <laughs> but I know they did a great job uh, on the sixth and last hour, just discussing mm-hmm. Stadium Series and the Preds and everything. And we're going to do that as well. But we're also going to talk college hockey, MTSU heading to the college hockey South playoffs this weekend. We'll have Jackson Taylor on to talk about that. And they recently played Vanderbilt. Outdoors at Nissan Stadium in in a quick game, but still a game nonetheless outdoors under the lights at Nissan Stadium. So that had to have been a heck of an experience for them. And then Tegan Bartz, who's the captain of the Summit Station Camp Page hockey team, who recently just won the Hind Cup out of G-Nash, out of the high school hockey uh, program here in Nashville. So we have plenty of hockey to discuss. But first, Glenn, let's, let's just roll right in to Stadium Series weekend. And first Ooh, of all... That was a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're both still exhausted from that. One, I had an 11.15 puck drop last night. I have a 10 o'clock puck drop tonight with the Mighty Drunks. And then, as you know, and I'm sure most of you know, when you're hosting or you have other people or you have events that you're attending, you have to be on. And it is brain draining to have to be on <laughs> for so long. I, I was already <laughs> exhausted. And then hearing your 11 p.m. puck drop and then knowing you have to go do it again tonight, that made yeah. me even more tired. But I'm fired up. I scored a goal. I scored a goal last you night. You did. You did. I'm excited for you. On the you. power play. That's amazing. I felt like Shea Weber, except not. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Shea Weber, except not even close at all. I mean, it was a one-timer, but like really, really slow. <laughs> hey, but it went in. And it went in. Yay. And you're like, wait, what? It really, went in? <laughs> really, it was a delayed reaction. It definitely was a delayed reaction. But I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank Long you. Long time coming, right? Stay a very, about, been close to a year since I've scored a goal. Well, happy one year. Now I'm a stay-at-home traffic cone defenseman. We'll talk to Hal Gill about that in the future. Uh, <laughs> Hal, if you're listening, please don't hurt me. <laughs> but it was a fantastic weekend overall in the city of Nashville. Not just a great day, but a fantastic weekend. Uh, it was great to see Matt Best. Uh, if you mm-hmm. heard his voice a couple weeks ago when he's filling in for meals on the honeymoon, uh, came all the way from Toronto, Canada on a pr- turbo prop. Yep. On a turbo prop. Came here from on Toronto a turbo plane and went back on the same plane. <laughs> I don't know why they're still doing turbo props. Especially from Toronto, from Toronto to here. To Nashville. Direct flight on a turbo. Took three hours. So if for- you want to talk about a dedicated. A dedicated person to the NHL experience. Oh, yeah. Matt Best Matt has Best. it. He's also dedicated to spending money on alcohol in Nashville, too, partying that up. Hey, he's just, you know, 
while he's here, he's earning his time here and he's oh, yeah. giving back to the city. Well, just like it was Gre- a lot of just fun like Greg Wyshynski from ESPN, he made sure to go to Bolton's, but he got his hot fish. I saw that, and I was yeah. so bummed that I missed him. I saw him when he came for mm-hmm. the All Star game, but I missed him this go around. Or actually, no, for the Stanley Cup final. Yes, yeah, but Cup I missed final, him yeah. this go around. So yeah, so great weekend overall. Just let's get right into that now. Obviously, the Preds lost. That's not what obviously anybody wanted. That's an Astro Predators fan, but the city put on such a great show. From start to finish, it was a huge crowd, I know, Friday night at the home base freakout that Charlie Sonye, I know, put on, and that was fantastic to see so many people out there. And that's where Stu Grimson was there. Greg mm-hmm. Wyshynski did show up there. You had Teresa Walker. You had Eric mm-hmm. Young. I mean, Bobby Allie Ryan, Ali Lacombe, so many different people from all over the hockey world and the hockey realm. Hal and, and Mace were there as well, too, hanging out. So it was fun to just kind of go there and see what was what. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a great way to kind of kick it off. For Preds fans and everything, too. And then Saturday, just downtown was buzzing with Tampa fans and Preds fans. The stadium with the tailgates. I pulled up at about 2 o'clock is when mm-hmm. the media gets open. So I was like, oh, I'll arrive at 2 o'clock. Tailgating was in full swing. I mean, that was awesome it. to see is Preds fans and Lightning fans tailgating with their big flags up. You saw grills everywhere. People mm-hmm. having a good time. And that's the buzz right there it's generating because 2 o'clock is still four and a half hours till puck drop. And they're already getting going. Uh, and then... The thing I think that stood out to me pregame the most was just the Predators' arrival. Mm-hmm. And I did not know, because we were not made aware, because I would have loved to have seen this, did not know they were going to parade from the arena all the way to the stadium on double-decker tour buses. I know. And so, I had to find out on Twitter <laughs> after it happened. They shut down the street. They had a police escort all the way. And like it makes sense, because how else are they going to get there? But I thought it was going to be like on a, just a private bus. You're going to greet them coming off the bus. No, these guys, along with Chase Rice and Dirks Bentley, we're out there just hyping people up on Broadway in their leather jackets and everything. And they're pulling up. And who else is leading the way but Pecorine? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's honestly, if you think about it in hindsight, it's the only way for them to make this entrance into this game, right? But I do wish that people would have known about it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I've I had visit the stadium, on but on the, par- the parade route, all of a sudden they saw cops and motorcycles coming like, oh, I oh. know what follows this. Yeah. There's a parade, like a two-bus parade, but still a parade <laughs> a nonetheless. Parade. Yeah. Uh, so what an entrance for them to have Pecorine leading. And then just it, really neat the way they the concept they did with the urban cowboy outlaw look. Mm-hmm. But Philip Forsberg wearing not just like an ACDC or Led Zeppelin shirt or anything like that. He's wearing an Aaron Alvey shirt, his fiance. And so I had to ask him about that after the game. I was like, so Phil, just noticed you're wearing a shirt with your fiance on. He goes, well, I'm not really into into rock like that. So I figured I'd support my favorite rock star. That is the cutest thing. I absolutely <laughs> love that. I mean, what a supporter. What a fan. What a number one oh, yeah. fan in Forsberg. Oh, yeah. And then the Predators and I put out a video of Phil on a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Phil on a scooter. I mean, they, they did the entire Nashville experience. Phil on a scooter. I know. And the background music is Aaron Alvey. But <laughs> Phil on a scooter. They hooked up a GoPro on the scooter. So you see Phil with his mustache just doing like the little shifty smiles and, you know, hellos to people and everything like that. He's, he's driving through downtown. <laughs> Phil on a scooter would never get old. Uh, please stay, Phil. Uh, <laughs> but the, then the game itself. Uh, a major spectacle. Uh, it was just great to see so many fans roaring there. And I think what helped, too, is the gates being open so early, allowing people to get in, that the stadium was packed at puck drop. Mm-hmm. It was packed. It was full. It was people ready to ready go. People were ready for the game to start. It was yeah. ready, they were ready for the game to start. The Predators scored first, just like they did in the Winter Classic, mm-hmm. and which was great to see. But then the w- one thing, this is no fault of anybody's except for the people fighting, but they couldn't get the it's all your the you suck, it's all your fault chant going because a fight broke out. 
which stopped play. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, there's basically a whistle for stoppage in play for the second goal the Preds score. I'm like, the one thing that I, as someone in the press box, wanted to hear wanted to was hear a it. whole stadium chanting, it's all your fault. They found a way to shut him down. <laughs> found a way to shut it down. I, it, I thought the, the live playing of I Like It, I Love It was pretty cool, even though they weren't able to fit in the second half of the goal song. Yep. The Predators fans were able to do that on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the kind of positive things there. I really like the house band. was really fun and how they're playing so much during uh, TV timeouts so yep. as well. Well, um, critical things, because I know we're already coming up on break in a few minutes here. Critical things were. Where was the sound? Where was the sound? I heard so many people in the club level, the back of the 100s. I was in 134 in the middle of 134. And I I couldn't even understand. I could hear Paul's voice, but I couldn't understand what he was saying. No one could hear anything. I was close. The only speakers being used are the ones on the ground. Which, and this yeah. is this is a league event. I just want to remind her, this is a league event. It's not like the Predators are at fault, I believe, for, for any of this. It's so just a curious situation a curious as to why criticism. the sound system that the Titans use to mm-hmm. amp up that energy in the stadium, why that wasn't used for a stadium series game. And it's just a, it's a very valid question. It is, because you have so many thousands of people in the upper decks that couldn't hear a dang thing being said. Mm-hmm. None of the music, anything. It just sounded like this. That's what it sounded like. Some people actually (laughs) told me that it sounded like they just had their TV at a very low volume and they were watching on TV. And I was like, well, that's not the experience that you want. No. So with only the speakers there... A sound check was done, right? Like I, I can't imagine somebody not going, you know what, just take the elevator up to eight and if you could just please just, just try it out. Try it out. Give Say it something. <laughs> just uh, you know, testing, one, two, testing, three. one, two, <laughs> syllabus, syllabus. They didn't do that. Like I I can understand there being some areas just in the way a stadiums are designed, there might be some areas that are lower sound. But when you can't hear a dang thing, mm-hmm. that was the biggest criticism I think that anybody could have because most view lines, I know people saw my wide angle uh, shot. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I would never pay that much for a view like that. I'm like, it's it's a wide angle shot. The view mm-hmm. is not bad. People in the upper decks had great views of the ice. Oh, they you had You could see the play views. developing. Yeah. You could see everything happening. You could track the puck still. Like, you know what to look for. If you're a hockey fan, you know what you're looking for in terms of tracking. But the sound... That's what one of the things was. And people, some people were like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, I was there for the experience anyways. But that's part of the experience is hearing stuff, especially mm-hmm. when all the music. It's Music City. You yeah. music every media timeout. There was live music happening. And it and was they fantastic. It. Yeah, it was fantastic. I do have to give a shout out to a lot of the Tampa Bay Lightning fans that mm-hmm. I met um, in our section were fantastic. And I just loved seeing their energy here in Nashville. They loved the Nashville experience. They were super hyped about it. Obviously, this is before their team won. Um, But they were just (laughs) glad to be here. And they were just talking about, they just went on and on about how just Nashville has this certain vibe. They're like, I just can't explain it. I just, you just want to be here. NHL fans just want to be here. People that don't have an allegiance to the Lightning or the Predators wanted to be here. I was talking to someone on Friday about people from Buffalo came in. It's just People from all over that love hockey just wanted to experience it in Nashville because there's there's no more question at all if this is a market. It is, and it's very evident, and people know that now, and they want to come participate here and experience it. And I loved all the Tampa Bay people that we talked to. They were fantastic, and they were just they were so excited well, for Nashville. They loved it. They, they loved it. Ball. I mean, Matt and I went to Corsair Distillery for a tour on Sunday, and there were plenty of Tampa fans just coming in for tours and tastings. And it was chill. It was a chill thing, but there mm-hmm. were plenty of them taking a part, taking part in everything that Nashville had to offer, not just Saturday, but 
Yep. And that's what I love things. to see. I love to see that. I love to see people coming in and enjoying the city as a whole. Oh, yeah. Um, and in addition to the hockey fun. So Absolutely. It, was a, it was a blast. It was. Absolutely it was overall, it. it was just such a great weekend. And that's where it's like, okay, what's next? What's mm-hmm. next? Get something else on the docket. It is yeah. time. Go ahead. Because this city is a destination. People want to come here. It's proven that time and time again. They're itching to get here. People want to come to Nashville to experience hockey here. And when you have 68,000 plus people mm-hmm. in a football stadium from two quote unquote non-traditional markets previously. Yeah. That shows a lot. And then you have what happened in Dallas with a huge crowd there as well, which was definitely mostly Dallas fans Mm -hmm. and maybe 15, 20% Predators fans. And here you have maybe 75, 25 or 80, 20 as well here. It shows there's demand for these cities to keep hosting things, but especially Nashville with the convenience of where Bridgestone Arena is and where Nissan Stadium is. More big, large events need to be held in Nashville like that. We have an NFL draft even as well, but just hockey. Mm-hmm. Overall, people are enjoying coming here for hockey, and you see that all, all the stinking time. Yep. So it just a lot is of, great. A lot of these fan bases do not have the luxury of having they a Bridgestone Arena. <laughs> Ottawa. They don't. They Ottawa, Florida. in California, San Jose, I think. Arizona doesn't even have a stadium right now unless it's yeah. a college arena. Whew. All right. Okay, up next, let's switch to college hockey. MTSU is heading to the College Hockey South playoffs this weekend in Huntsville. Let's catch up with Jackson Taylor of MTSU Hockey. Up next, Penalty Box Radio, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Max, taking care of us. And making that switch over to college hockey now, MTSU. They're playing in the College Hockey South playoffs this weekend down in Huntsville. It's a really big for that program over the past few years that they've been continuing to rebuild and now making it to the tournament uh, for the conference is huge for them. And joining us right now, we have Jackson Taylor of MTSU Hockey. Jackson, how's it going, man? Still, it's going, man. How are you? Doing very well. And I appreciate you making time for us. I know you got a film review session coming up, which is going to be vital <laughs> for for yeah. what's coming up in, over the weekend. But just overall, your experience, I know we'll get a little more into detail with it too, but what are what are you looking forward to most about this weekend uh, for MTSU making that big jump and making it to the playoffs for the conference? I mean, we're making history this season. I'm, I'm really excited for that. First time the program's ever reached the playoffs in the second um, ever season. So uh, it's really exciting, and it's a huge honor for all of us to be in the spot with all these other teams. Um, I mean, we're going to go hard in there. We're going we're gonna to do our best. Um, I mean, we're going to go for it all, of course. So we're going to have that mindset, and let's see what that weekend brings us. Jackson, we got to talk about this past weekend. Justin and I just talked a lot in the first segment about the Stadium Series game. Were you able to watch much of that before your game? Were you able to see most of it? Um, and if you were able to catch any of it, what were your thoughts overall on the experience of that? Are you talking about the Preds versus Tampa? Yes. Oh, it was it was incredible. I mean, even though the Preds didn't come out on top, I mean, just the experience, the uh, – the, the whole atmosphere is just amazing and, like, can't even describe it. Um, nothing I've ever seen before definitely wasn't what I thought it would be like. It, it was just awesome. Yeah, we were just talking about just the whole energy there was just unbelievable. And I would imagine for you playing on the ice, you know, the day after the Preds in Tampa is one of those nights that's probably going to stick with you for a while. So what was that first skate out there like for you? Were you able just to kind of take it all in in that atmosphere, or was it just kind of laser-focused, eyes-on-the-game kind of thing? Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to skate. Um, I'm out for the season for a 
torn ACL, and I had surgery back in December, so I had a watch at the bench, but it was still unreal. I couldn't believe it. Like, my team was out there skating. It was just, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even fully understand what was going on at the time. I mean, it was just <laughs> too crazy to even, like, comprehend. Um, it was just an awesome experience, even though we only had an hour of ice time and we could only have 100 guests and fans per team, but it was incredible. And obviously as one of the leaders uh, for the team as well, for the for the organization, you're part of making sure this could happen as well as Vanderbilt. So what was it like knowing that MTSU is going against the, the city rival for vowing for space here too and knowing that your two clubs were out there getting this opportunity too? It, it's huge. Um, I mean, us playing Vanderbilt, we love playing them. I mean, they're a great rival for us. Obviously, closest club to us. Um, every game we play them, it's a great game. It's it's always physical. I mean, obviously, this game, the stadium too, we can use body contact or we can rub each other off the puck and stuff. But um, I mean, every game's clean. Um, I mean, yeah, we love it. We love playing them. We wish we could have played them in the playoffs, but um, hopefully, that's a story for next season. For sure. And again, Jackson Taylor from MTSU Hockey joining us right now. And so the matchup for the College Hockey South playoffs is going to be against Florida Atlantic University, obviously a very, very good team uh, who has history, obviously, of being a very competitive team. And knowing that you're kind of looking at it from a different point of view of not being able to play, what is MTSU going to have to do to, to get that quote-unquote upset in round one as a seven seed facing the two? Uh, I mean, we just got to get in their head a little bit. Um go out there and play our game i mean let's not think of what place they're in and how good of a season they've had um we just got to go in there and just give them a run for their money just just go out there and play our game like i said so yeah so uh, talking about some of your teammates here I mean, we've had him on the show, and he's just a freshman, but Lyndon Palmer with uh, 39 points in 19 games. What kind of addition has he been to this club, especially as you know, they're moving towards the future and him being there for three more seasons after this and what that could mean for the MTSU program as it continues to grow? Well, Lyndon Palmer, he's, he's a skilled player. Everything to this team, he's helped us in – just about everything offensively, he's been a great addition. And being that he's only a freshman is incredible. And, like, he's going to help us in the long run. And for sure in the playoffs, he's going to make a huge impact. So I'm excited to see what he can do for us. And, um, yeah, I just can't wait for the next three years with him. Yeah, no kidding. And so now with your role, since you're not going to be able to play, what's your role going to be like during the playoffs? Are, are you taking on more of a coaching type of role, uh, just a, a cheering on the team on the bench kind of role? What what exactly are you doing, especially as someone who is a leader for the organization in general? Um, yeah, I'm just going to be another, another voice I can hear and hopefully take advice from in the locker room. Um, I may have to <laughs> – I had um, a question from Sarge that I might have to do um, the – the audio during our games so like national anthem and music in between the whistles so oh. <laughs> we'll see how that goes so um yeah putting, I, you, I, putting I, you to work <laughs> yeah definitely for sure well, i would love to be on the bench but it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen but we'll see hey you're you're gonna be there with the team that's that's what matters they know you're there yes. with them so but before we have to let you go one thing we do especially when uh, 
we have college and, and high school players on and we like to do some get to know you questions just so people can get to know uh, the players out there, especially representing MTSU. So our, we're, these are lightning round questions. The first thing that comes to your mind and hopefully your teammates are listening so they can make fun of your answers. <laughs> All right, awesome. I'm ready. All right, here we go, Glenn. Okay. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, man. I think talk to animals. I want to see what they're thinking. Me too. I want to wonder if my cat or dog hates me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure they love you. Feed me, human. <laughs> okay. Do you prefer texting or talking on the phone? I prefer texting. I'm usually shy on the phone. So. <laughs> yeah, texting's the way to go for me. And I have more time to like think about what I'm about to say, too, I guess. Very good point. Invisibility or super strength? Ooh, um... I'd say probably super strength. That would be toxic and listening to people behind their back and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) At least you know. Yeah. (laughs) What is your favorite Disney movie? Uh, Favorite Disney movie is probably um, Mighty Ducks, probably. All right. All right. If you could travel back in time, what period of time would you go to? Uh, What period in time? Um, I'd probably go back to watch Gretzky, Gordy Howe, and all them play, honestly. Mm. Ooh, ooh, I like okay, it. I like that. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. What was your favorite TV show as a child? Favorite TV show as a t- child? Oh, probably, <laughs> probably Practical Jokers. That one was awesome. That's how I, I know that I'm show. old when that's your favorite TV show as a child. <laughs> 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 and be honest, how long does it take for you to get ready? Oh man, um, probably like five ten minutes. Oh, okay. that's not bad. That's, that's, not, that's I, not bad I, at I all. Usually, I usually just get out of bed and put clothes on and just freshen up a little bit, and then I'm ready. <laughs> at least you put clothes on. I know. <laughs> I wish I could narrow mine down to five or ten minutes. That would be great. <laughs> all right. The place that you want to travel to the most that you've never been? Um, me and my girlfriend have been talking about this. We want to go to um, Europe, probably like Switzerland and like Sweden mm. and Finland and all those countries. We're really interested in going there. Some some hockey countries in there too. I mean, oh, you, can, yeah. you could squeeze For it sure. in. I mean, if the Predators do get the Global Series again, there's Switzerland right there. Yeah, <laughs> true. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, well, Jackson, uh, thank you so much for joining us and giving us some insight on MTSU and just talking about the experience out there. And obviously, wish you the best in terms of healing. And cannot wait to see you out on the ice next season, man. Also, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, thank you so much, folks. Jackson Taylor, MTSU hockey. He is just one of the, he's one of the leaders for the organization. There, so I wanted to get him on because he was an integral part, of just making sure that could happen with the outdoor game with his mm-hmm. club and Vanderbilt hockey. And he's fun with the lightning round questions. Fine with I the love, yeah he yeah. Them. And he was going good. right into a film session too at seven thirty because oh, like, wow. can we do it early? <laughs> so right into film session. Thanks for goes squeezing from there. us yeah, in. Thanks for squeezing us in. Okay, up next, Tegan Bartz of the Summit Station Camp Page hockey team just recently won the Hind Cup of GNASH, the high school hockey league here in Nashville. It's up next, Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025 The Game. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Max taking care of us. And now let's switch from college hockey to high school hockey here in Middle Tennessee. We have Tegan Bartz, who's the captain of the Station Camp Summit and Page team that recently won the Hind Cup. Tegan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure to be here. Well, first of all, congratulations on the Hind Cup win. What a season for Station Camp Summit, Page. Just overall, just your feelings on that huge accomplishment for the season. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, man, it's an incredible year. Um, you know, no one was expecting that from us. Uh, you know, everyone was looking at us as the underdog, and honestly, I wouldn't have wanted it with a better group of guys. You know, I've never, I've never been a part of a team like that. You know, guys have just clicked like that, and 
got along and just an incredible team, incredible coaching, and just an, all, overall an incredible experience. We talk often about leadership on this show and how important that is um, in this locker room. So as Justin mentioned, you're the captain of this winning team. So for you personally, what does a role like this mean to you, um, especially alongside your teammates who are probably some of your really good friends? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's a super big honor. You know, um, I, I got the pleasure for, you know, to wear the C this year. Um, you know, but to, to me, it's not about, you know, having a letter on your chest. You know, it's about, uh, you know, going out there and performing and making sure that, you know, every single guy on your team is, you know, is ready to play. And, you know, and every every guy on that team, you know, um, should have had a letter on, on their chest. They played like they had a letter on their chest. They acted like they had a letter on their chest. So, you know, to, to, to me, it was just, it, it was just, um, it was it was really cool. It was really cool that that coach saw that in me for sure. Okay, that's spoken like a dang good captain right there, man. That's that's true leadership talk right there. So major props on that. Uh, so just looking at your production over the past few seasons, what what a huge jump for you. I mean, nineteen twenty five points, then twenty twenty one fourteen points, and then the twenty one twenty two season thirty points in eighteen games. What was the big jump for you in the change from the past couple seasons? Is just more skill? You, you've been working at it, getting better. What 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 was that big jump all about? Um, you know, I uh, honestly, I I owe a lot of it to my dad. You know, um, he he is uh, he's pushed me. You know, he, he's wanted me to be the the best player that I can be since day one. Um, and I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at now without him. I wouldn't be the leader that I am without him. I don't think you know I'd be anywhere where I'm at without him. So I, I owe everything that I've got, you know, so far in my life to him. So for sure to my dad. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. And so, you know, obviously Genesh, it has these co-op teams and those that are not familiar co-op teams, meaning you have multiple schools that are put together, just like this one station camp summit page. This is taking schools from th- three different, completely different areas and putting together. I know Station Camp's previously played with the Hendersonville Beach team before and, and Summit's played with other teams before. So this is a unique, like you said, it was a different group of, of, of people and you're glad to be with them. What was it like at the beginning of the season uh, trying to get to know some of your teammates and coming together and, and how do you gel as a team when it's something's a little new like this as well when you're coming from completely different counties as well? Yeah, you know, at first it was it, it was something it was something weird because uh, we started off having you know team workouts and you know it was mostly station camp guys showing up. You know, there were a couple like page guys that would show up every now and then, but we all didn't really get to come together and you know cooperate together until we got to our first practice. And even that was it was a slow start, but once we all started clicking together on the ice and making making good plays, we we're like that's when we all started becoming friends and, uh, you know, forming team chemistry. And we just really took off from there and just formed a, a bond and a brotherhood that I, I don't think can ever be broken. Um, we're having a big end of the year party here for celebrating the championship. So uh, really excited for that for sure. So, And again, Tegan Bartz, he's the captain of the Station Camp Summit Page hockey team that recently won the Hind Cup out of Ash. And so this season, obviously, way closer back to normal. I mean, we, we were broadcasting a bunch of the games last season because – fans weren't allowed in and then now especially for playoffs here and you're able to have fans in and everything what was it like to be able to have that energy to feed off your classmates and your in your family members to be able to watch you guys win a championship like this oh man it was it was incredible you know we the game the championship game itself was it was such a tight game we were down two one, a minute 15 left 
uh, the, the crowd was just incredible. I don't think we, I don't think we would have had the response that we had without that crowd. We came back, tied it up, got the job done in overtime, and, and having that crowd there just gave us that extra push that we needed to get the job done for sure. So it definitely helped us out in the end for sure, and we owe a lot of it to them. And um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just you, you guys are putting up the goals that you needed. I mean, it was a, a 5-4 win over Nolansville-Ensworth-Lipscomb and then a 5-2 win over Father Ryan and then a 3-2 win in a very close game, again, over Nolansville-Ensworth-Lipscomb. So when you have to play the same team to secure it because they, obviously they were coming from the loser's bracket and coming in, and you just saw them 11 days before, how did that help prepare you guys for that final game to know you just needed that one win against them? Um, it definitely it added a lot of confidence to us, but I think it also put a chip on our shoulders because we knew that they were coming to beat us because they were mad. They didn't want to lose to us. We, we, we beat them in a close game, 5-4. They didn't feel that they should have lost that game. You know, they scored a couple late goals, so they feel they should have came back and won that game. So they, they, they knew they had a chip on their shoulder as well because if they didn't win, then they were done. And they, they played their butts off. You know, they, they came out. And, uh, you know, they, they played like they put everything out there, but that just made us play even harder. But for sure, it was it was a tough challenge. But we got the job done at the end of the day. You know, Tegan, I got to hand it to you, man. You are not giving any cliche answers like you. You you, you have like a coach in the making right now. You <laughs> can actually media train a lot of NHL players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're giving better answers than any NHL player I've ever talked to. <laughs> So major, major bonus points on that one right there, man. Uh, so I want to give you a chance to talk about some of your teammates as well, too, because it's just been a special group of guys out there. I mean, there's so yeah. many guys that produced and everything, too. But what was special about some of your teammates? Are there anybody that stands out to you or any certain people that stand out to you that really helped make this team special? Yeah, um, there's a few guys, man. Uh, I got to give it to to one of our one of our uh, one of our big D man here, uh, Mason Breedlove. He scored our OT winner. I got to shout him out for sure. He he got one of the most beautiful goals. I gave him the biggest hug. I was the first one off the bench. Lost my mind. I gave him the biggest hug ever. So he you know he's a great leader. He's one of our captains as well. He 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 he's such a great leader. Such a great hockey player. He he's brought me up multiple times when I'm down because I get frustrated. And he's one of those guys that he's there to lift you up. And he's done that for every single player on that team. That man is one of my brothers. One of my closest people. And I love that man with everything in me. Um, another one of my uh, my good friends, Sam Wiseman, he goes to station camp. Um, one of my good friends, really glad that I got to bring the championship home with him. Um, he he had a really great season. Um, and another man, Jacob Wagner, he's a great leader. He didn't uh, get the get the chance to wear the letter this year, but uh, he definitely deserved to have one. He played like he had one on his on his chest, and uh, he was a very overlooked player for sure, um, and a great leader. Man, he really was. That's awesome. That's, I'm sure they appreciate those shout-outs as well, too. So the coaching staff, I mean, Greg Sawyers, uh, Joseph Siciliano, Alex Walker, how did this coaching staff help bring you guys together throughout that first semester and then really cement to where you guys can make the run in the second semester into the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I've played with Joe, Coach Joe, the last three years. I played with him for Hendersonville. Uh, and, you know, to get the job done with him, you know, he, he's one of the most hardworking guys. He, he's wanted it so bad. He got to win it with his son, and I'm so happy that he got to do it with his son on the team as well. So I, I and all three, all three of these coaches, you know, they deserve it. You know, they, they, uh, the Summit coaches as well, Coach Alex and Coach, uh, Coach Greg, came off a, a really rough season last year. So to to see them, you know, to to be able to play for them and and get the job done like we did this year for them, it was it was incredible. And and I to see the fire in their eyes and and in the coaching, the way they coached us. 
we wouldn't have done it without them. I wouldn't have asked for a better coach and staff than them. You know, they, they really led us there. They led us to that championship. Couldn't have done it without them. Wow. Well, before we have to let you go, we always, especially when it's the first time we have a player on here, we do get to know you questions. And I have no doubt you're going to give us some great answers here because it's a lightning <laughs> round. Right. It's a lightning round here. And hopefully, like we told Jackson in the last segment, hopefully your teammates are listening so they can make fun of you a little bit. But I don't know if you're going to give anything that's going to be made fun worthy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, have, I don't have too many incriminating questions for you. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, let's go. Favorite TV show when you were a child? Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Love it. All right. What's something that you always have in your refrigerator or your cabinet? Um, Coca-Cola for sure. I'm unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your favorite Disney character? Ooh. Um, I'm going to have to go with, is SpongeBob a Disney character? No, that's Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm going to go, what's the snowman from Frozen? Olaf. Olaf. There you go. Olaf. I like that one. I love Olaf. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. We'll see if your friends agree with this. On a scale of, um, actually, no, we're going to take that back. Can you name one of the seven dwarfs? Uh, Dewey? <laughs> <laughs> Is it one <laughs> No, that's no not, it's not. That's, that's, I had to think for a second, too. That's part of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. That's Donald oh, okay. Duck's nephews. Oh, that's right. That's right. But Donald it is Duck. a but Disney character. It's along the same, you know, yeah. it's a cartoon. <laughs> it, I mean, he's probably go, you're probably going for Dopey is what I'm guessing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that was it. There we go. All right. Would you rather cuddle a baby penguin or a baby panda? Oh, a baby panda for sure. <laughs> I love yes. them. Yes, yes. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. If a movie was made about you, who would you want to play you? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. There you go. All right, all right. Favorite sports team growing up? Uh, Boston Bruins. If there's a spider in your house, do you kill it or do you capture it and put it outside? Um, I'm running away. You know, I'm not <laughs> a spider. Absolutely terrified. That's fair. That is 100% that fair. That is very fair. I <laughs> scream. <laughs> Would you rather meet Beyonce or Taylor Swift? Uh, Beyonce. Last Netflix show that you watched? Peaky Blinders. Ooh, okay. All right, your favorite arena food or your favorite carnival food? Ooh, I like those uh, those uh, cinnamon donuts at carnivals. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh, that sounds good. <laughs> I started salivating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, d- dude, those are great answers. Shoot, we're going to have to yeah. have you on again, man. So I, I, I need you to go win Come another championship. Yeah. <laughs> so bring you back on. Well, Tegan, congratulations again on the Hind Cup win. Keep up the great work. And just it was a pleasure talking to you. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, folks. That's Tegan Bartz. He's the captain of the Summit Station Camp Page hockey team. They just won the Hind Cup. And holy moly, what a fantastic interview. He's, he's great. He's incredible. I mean, oh my he's gosh. Ta- he talks like he's a 30-year-old guy. I mean, just... He's just experienced in talking to people. Yeah. You know, into and media. Knows how to hype people up. 
That's great. Whoever did media training with him, even if you didn't, he just a, major props to his parents and his family and the community that helped raise him because that's awesome. He's a fantastic, yeah, fantastic to talk to. He's just yes. got a great energy about him. Absolutely. He gets it yep. when it comes to talking about the game and everything, too. And I, I, gosh, I don't know what to say. You just have him come and join us to talk. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> we have plenty of questions uh, that we're going to answer up next in our Q&A and I'm sad I did not get to try one of the things that Crazy Call asked about, so I'm going to have to get one on the way home, the Starlight Coke, because I've not had a chance to try that yet. But all that we're going to answer a bunch of questions up next. Penalty Box Radio, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Max. And just a reminder, coming up immediately after the show is National Predators pregame with Darren McFarland. Late puck drop over in Seattle. Whew. You know, that was the good thing about last season <laughs> is having puck drops in Central or Eastern time, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was that was incredible. These late these puck late, drops. late, nights. Like, the game's these still going like, to be... These are like your games. The game's still going to be going <laughs> when I get off the ice for my 10 p.m. puck drop. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, this it's gonna one's going to be period. very rough for me. Whew, okay. I might be catching the tail end in the morning <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> Just press pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Questions coming in. This one comes from Kyle. So there was some... Stuff going on in the Canadian Hockey League, the Junior Hockey League, where so many prospects play, about them potentially banning Russian and Belarusian players from being drafted. And so thoughts on that. That ended up not happening at the moment because, you know, obviously they were a sports show, but you know that we talk about plenty of hot topics here on Penalty Box Radio. But if there's one thing that you shouldn't be punishing, especially as a hockey league, it should be 16- and 17-year-old kids. You're, 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 Who have done nothing you're, in regards you're, to what's going you're on. You're playing right into what a dictator would want, which is looking to blame the West for something. And these kids can come over to North America and potentially get out of that and mm-hmm. stay in North America and play their hockey careers in North America. Not so be was, denied the opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. That would not have been the smart decision is to is to punish them for something that their government is doing. Um, so I'm hopefully that does not – yeah. Yeah, I hope it stays like that because I was – very disappointed to see if that was actually going to happen. Yeah. So uh, then the other question that Kyle asked was, favorite thing from Maymax Market? So if those of you that didn't know, uh, Matt Best and I, one of our other shows we do is Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, and Pinoy's. Pinoy's is Filipino. So there's a Filipino market down in Laverne called Maymax Market. We had to get together there on Sunday. Glenn was able to come along as well. And mm-hmm. so we had about 20 people there enjoying Filipino food. We uh, packed this place Yeah, we packed out. this place. Market. <laughs> Preds fans, hockey fans, eating Filipino food. I'm sure that is probably the most white people they've had in that market ever. And we pretty much took up every table. <laughs> yeah, they had did. little small tables that sat four people, and we took up a lot of it them. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was so cool to share a little bit of my culture through yep. food. Uh, so my, my favorite thing is probably the lechon kawali, which is fried pork skins. Mm. It's You take pork yep. pork belly, the lechon kawali is pork belly, mm-hmm. chopped up into bite-sized pieces, fried so you get the skin nice and crispy. That was good. I tasted that. Yeah. And you're going to have to remind me what my favorite thing was because um, I tasted it. You, you let me taste what you just talked about. Mm-hmm. And then the longer, skinnier roll. Lumpia Shanghai. That. Yes, made whatever, with pork. Whatever that is, and it had like a sweet chili sauce yeah, with it. Yeah, sweet chili sauce. Ugh, that was drool worthy. Yeah. But I also, I enjoyed everything I ate. I had leftovers that I finished last night. So, I'm glad and you I, I even it. texted Justin. I'm like, how, <laughs> I didn't better. think these would taste better because it already tasted so good, but how do they taste so much better? It was delicious. <laughs> that was awesome. I got to experience that place. I didn't even know it existed until you invited me there. So, I loved every bite of it. Glad, glad you enjoyed it. Glad so many people were able to come out and join us. And I think it's the kind of the thing. The staff was great. They were, oh, yeah. They were eating it they up. They had a ton of people to tend to, yeah. and they got us through, through. the line. 
and, and the fed. market there too i know plenty of people enjoy buying things from the market because yep. there's some filipino items that you can only get there because they're imported mm -hmm. from the philippines it's fantastic so i, I think it. kind of thing i want to do maybe once every two months once a quarter is just meet there for lunch and whoever comes can come mm -hmm. and enjoy some food I love and that. talk hockey and that way i could try more stuff on the menu each time oh, yeah. and plenty at of some stuff point there. i'll i'll know the menu i mean it's <laughs> it's this is what i love about big events like the stadium series the winter classic or anything even if we're having to travel it brings people together Mm -hmm. People that maybe are fans of the game or of a team that live out of town, it brings them in. I mean, for the Winter Classic, there are fans from Australia that came as I part of their trip. Yeah. And so able to meet them and everything. And they brought a nice care package. And that was awesome. And that's what it brings people together. And then you can share culture and share stories. Yep. That's what's so cool about these events. And especially when it's in your hometown, people are coming to you. Yeah. And I actually got to meet quite a few people that I've, you know, conversed yeah. with on Preds and Hockey Twitter right. for years people that support the show who are just always engaging in conversation. I got to meet them in real life and we're both like, you're real. You're real. <laughs> this is great. I love when experiences bring people together like that. That's one Absolutely. of my favorite parts of weekends like this past weekend. Absolutely. And that's why I love, that's why I love hockey. Mm -hmm. That's why I love hockey. That's why I'm going to fight for everything to make sure hockey stays, stays yep. that way yep. and continues to grow like that. Okay. Crazy Kyle asked if we had the starlight Coke yet. Well, I just now learned from your question <laughs> that that exists. So I've never, I've never tasted it. So apparently it tastes like space. I've not had it either, and now I but really But what need... does space taste like? Well, hopefully when you open the bottle, it doesn't suck you into the vacuum of space. That's I hope just... not. Like, what I is... think we would have heard some reports by now if that were the case. How would you hear reports if they, oh, ex if they, they disappeared? disappeared? <laughs> they went into a black hole. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I'm curious. Now I'm Googling what does like, space taste what like. What are the scientists down in Atlanta working on is what I want to know. I've got a lot of questions. What, go, what are y'all so doing in there? Maybe <laughs> Knocking need, on the door. What are y'all doing We need to go there? to World of Coke and just ask some questions. Take a road trip. Like with a little notepad and a lab <laughs> coat. I'm like, we have questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> what does space taste like? I just Googled that. Oh, no. And there's an article. Uh, this one comes from uh, Johnny in light of the, of the Raptor underscore hockey social media account yesterday. What account, <laughs> what is the account you um, are or once were blocked by that surprised you the most? I'm, I'm not going to throw this person under the rug, but I did get blocked years ago and I was shocked. Are you still blocked? I don't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh. I don't even know if I can search it. I don't him. know. I don't I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna. Mine's funny. But that's a fun question. Mine's funny because he didn't realize he accidentally did it. It was Big Joe. <laughs> Are you sure he ago. didn't know? No, <laughs> I'm just joking. This is years ago. Years ago, and like I was going because I was like, I haven't seen Big Joe in my timeline for a while. And I go like, blocked. Like <laughs> what the heck? So I remember texting Big Ben, <laughs> like, Hey, can you ask Joe why I blocked? <laughs> Like, Maybe he just had enough of you. Like for the day. Oh, yeah, had enough <laughs> of me. Like five minutes later, unblocking. He's sorry, buddy. Oh, that's funny. That's a good one, though. That, that, yeah, was, that was the one. That is a good question because I got, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. been blocked a couple of times. Let's see here. This one comes from Aaron. How are our prospects in the KHL being impacted by Russia's invasion of Ukraine? All right, another one here. So we've seen multiple reports of, especially North American players that have ended their contracts, canceled their contracts with KHL clubs that are based out of Russia and have either gone to play for other European teams in NATO countries or have come all the way back to the U.S. or to Canada. We've seen that in a sports night, I think, uh, put that out earlier today. In regards to some of the prospects, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> We just don't know. This is one of those things where I know we – we saw Saw when the KHL was like, we're ending the regular season and we're going to go straight to the playoffs. It was like, mm. and they're blaming COVID. And you're like, 
mm, mm-hmm. like that was not the reason. And then you've seen a couple, a, a, one team already just completely pull out of the KHL. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure that's not going to be the last one to pull out of the KHL. There's so many implications. And I know there's so much bigger things going on with this war, with loss of life on, on both sides and people not knowing and the, the fog of war. So we're just focusing on the questions that have been raised here and how it impacts other people. But no matter what, this is impacting so many more people than just those that are there. But hopefully those folks are okay. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe the playoffs are still going on because it's just like that's where the fog of war is coming in because it's just like nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about just Mm -hmm. the complete shutting down social media and Russia and everything too. Um, So if anything, that's just where I'm I'm just curious on what's going on there too. But I have no idea how it's impacted Russian prospects for the Predators uh, in general. Yeah, I don't think we would have any way of knowing. We wouldn't have any way of knowing unless we know that they've played their games. Yep. And that's about it. But other than that, who knows if they even know what's going on. Highly unlikely that they even know what's going on because of the way that state media uh, pushes things out there. So I'm sure you hope things can get figured out peacefully. And I'm sure this will affect this. No doubt in my mind will affect the NHL draft mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. it took so long throughout the Cold War to make people feel comfortable drafting Russian players. Go all the way back to the Russian Five documentary when we talk about that with the Detroit Red Wings. It goes all the way back to that of how they had to get people to defect and people were taking Russian players late, late, late. And you take a Russian player in the first couple rounds, that was a mistake is what it seemed by. And now the Predators are drafting Russians in the first, second round, the top round. So going to be very interesting to see what happens there, too, and all how all this affects everything. But reminder, up next, the Natural Predators pregame show with Darren McFarland's coming up. Then the Natural Predators will take on the Seattle Kraken all the way in Seattle. That puck drops not until a little bit late because the game's being aired on TNT. So good luck with that. Get your coffee, get your Coke, your Starlight Coke, Starlight, whatever you need. space Coke. <laughs> <laughs> for producer Max and Glenn Blackwell, this is Justin Bradford. Thank you so much for tuning in to Penalty Box. You're here on ESPN 1025 The Game.